welcome to Honestly Cat, the podcast full of life lessons that empowers, educates and enlightens women everywhere. It's my mission to show you just how gorgeous you are and give you the tools to upgrade and transform all areas of your life. So let's get started. Welcome to my pop-up podcast to celebrate the launch of my debut book, Born to Shine, The Modern Woman's Guide to a Happier Life. Over the coming weeks, I'll be exploring and discussing many of the subjects that I cover in my sparkly and transformational book. This series, I'm talking to various women who are shining examples of ladies who are living their purpose and fulfilling their passion. For years, I wondered if I was in the right career, whether what I had was it, or was there something out there that would truly light me up? I worked in sport television for seven years and then gave my hand at interior design, but I still felt a void inside me. After some time away from the rat race, I became a mum, and as I birthed my first child, I birthed a million ideas about what to do next. Then I melted down, and the universe thrust upon me a tidal wave of emotion that I spent three years mopping up and healing. It was then I found my purpose. After the tsunami of feelings old and new, I found my true calling. Everything that has gone before my first 35 years has been perfectly placed for my new role as a woman's mentor and author. My story made me. Even after the years, the tears, the old memories, sadness and fear, I rediscovered me and my potential. It is so often in the messiness that we find clarity. Someone else who tells her story of motherhood and finding her purpose is the talented Jessica Huey, and we've been talking growth, purpose, and the messy stuff. Don't forget you can purchase my book on Amazon and at all major bookstores, or simply just head to my website, catraincock.com. I'm delighted to be joined on the show by Jessica Huey. I first discovered her at a Hay House event when she stood up in front of a large audience and shared her story of motherhood, life in the fast lane, and how her father's death sparked something in her. She shared her journey in the most beautifully raw and authentic way, and something in me lit up, and resonated with my soul, and I have followed her work ever since. She talks about how she found her purpose when she stopped, stayed still, and listened to the quiet voice within. And here she is to tell her tale. Welcome to the show, Jessica. Would you give my listeners the background on your journey from young mom and PR guru and now author? I shall try and be succinct. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, for me, motherhood was um, a massive wake-up call. And, um, you know, I was was 17 years old when I became a mum. Um, it hadn't been the plan. It certainly wasn't my family's plan for me. Um, and so, you know, I guess unlike many of, um, my, my girlfriends who had children in their, you know, early thirties or mid thirties, even late thirties, um, when the response is congratulations for me at 17, it was, um, very much received as a, uh, um, not a positive thing. (laughs) So right from the off, it's that kind of, I'm sorry, you're pregnant. And, um, that was really the backdrop for my journey into motherhood. 
Um, and I realized very quickly that if I was going to have a life which was not mediocre um, at best, um, you know, given I had very, I had no qualifications, I had no money, no resource. Um, I was a very young 17. I needed to take some some pretty drastic action. Um, and I did, you know, there was a, a health visitor who's, who clearly saw something in me and, um, you know, more than a kind of um, a write-off um, and suggested I go back to college. And that was really the start of my a professional ascent, if you like, um, because I realized very quickly that people responded to me differently when I was doing stuff, when mm-hmm. I was achieving things. And so right. that became a little bit like a drug that, um, you know, this insatiable desire to, um, for validity really. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and in many ways it paid dividends because I, you know, um, as action does, you know, I, I um, built a, a, a very successful career in media, certainly by, by most people's standards and, became an accidental entrepreneur and started a, a multicultural card and gift company, which was quite groundbreaking in this country, um, was being celebrated with all these accolades and inspiring entrepreneur titles by the media. But, um, you know, my life personally really, really wasn't working. And, um, yeah, as you beautifully, you know, so eloquently explained um, in the intro, it, it took for my my dad to become terminally ill for me to stop and re- and really become present and um confront myself in many ways mm. and they say that for me my catalytic moment was with birth for yours it was death mm. and and it, it's some people don't know that the greatest growth comes in the times where we're laid most bare and that was the case for you wasn't it yeah, completely. It, it, it's, um, I think you can choose to, um, to strip yourself back. I, I think you, I think you can. Um, but I think it's very, it's a different experience when, um, you're kind of hurtled into that ground zero and, and, and that's what, um, caring for my, my dad did, you know, it, it, um, it really broke me open in the, the best possible way. Um, and and the beauty was that you know despite how how you know difficult and heartbreaking that period of my life was it, there's also a lot of real beauty and kind of purity and truth that is within that space when you are no longer distracted by all the things that you have you think you have to do and and the the person that you think you have to be all of that is stripped away and what's left is just you know your purest essence um and with my father his because you know he was also a, a very sort of spiritual quietly spiritual man and um to meet another being in that space is an incredibly profound um experience did you have any any signs before this particular the catalytic moment what were the signs that or were you hearing any voices within saying this isn't this the way that I am at the moment and what I'm feeling isn't sustainable because you talk about how ambition was your plaster Mm -hmm. and it and it was it was like a drug because it covered up all those old feelings or current feelings of not enough Mm. 
Yeah, I was. It's funny. I um, I, I there's an app called Time Hop. I don't know if you're familiar with it. No. But it um, it brings up images from this day, say several years ago um it's quite nice and nostalgic and um images or video and a a couple of days ago one came up from it was clearly one of my facebook posts but it was from nine years ago and i'd 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 said something like um sitting here wondering whether i'm living to work or working to live so and i was like i thought oh and there have been a few like that oh wow really interesting to see that actually further back than i thought you know, I was having this, this dialogue. Um, and I, I certainly remember feeling, um, you know, from in my, my late twenties, um, a bit of a conflict between my lifestyle and, um, my focus and and something deeper, something, something else. But again, just being so immersed in, in the hamster wheel and in that need to, do the next thing and create or achieve the next thing that that I didn't I didn't have that space to that presence to to really explore that that voice and you talk about the the moment that you probably felt one of the lowest when you talk about how it was that 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 fragile inner child and a lot of the work that I've done personally and that I do with my clients is is inner child work is is actually reconnecting with that fragile part so that you can heal her and put her back together and give her the unconditional love is is inner child work something that that you did to heal that part of you um yeah I I think you know I I'm always a little bit, I get a bit of a resistance to anything that has a label. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yes, I, I think it, you know, for sure, you know, and, and it's in different ways. I mean, I think you can, you can reconnect with your inner child through, through play and dance and, Definitely. Um, and, and all psychotherapy or, you know, so I, I, I yes, I have, but I, I certainly in, in, in many different ways. Yeah. Um, and I think even on a kind of daily basis, just, um, yeah, attempting to, to mother myself, you know, to, to honor myself and, and that child that, that remains, um, is a priority to give myself that love and care, um, in the way that I would a best friend, you know, that, that wonderful affirmation of, you know, today I'll be my own best friend. I, I remember, um, a friend giving me that card and um yeah it really struck my heart because it's when you really connect with the message um it's something that we we so so rarely do yeah no I completely agree and one of the tools that that was groundbreaking for you is is discovering meditation prior to my I don't know journey of transformation or whatever you want to call it meditation was also completely not on my radar and yet it's been where I found that peace and you you had that moment of discovery didn't you where you were like wow this stillness is is amazing Mm. and you found that in meditation didn't you yeah yeah I'm definitely um it took a long, a long time, you know, probably 10 years for me to, uh, commit to it with any kind of discipline and, you know, consistency. Hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, it was, a again, kind of a, when I really decided to go on this mission of, of fixing myself, I was about 28, you know, I 
really thought I was broken and needed to be plastered back together and was going to go out and find some external method to fix me. Um, you know, meditation, discovering that, you know, delicious space that is there um, was revelatory, really, you know. Um, but again, it, it, it's been a process of really appreciating and one that's ongoing and I don't think ever has a destination, you know, really appreciating what there is to be found within meditation or, or anything that brings us, you know, outside of our head um, and into the moment. And I think what what's important there of what you said is is there essentially there is no right or right, wrong way to do it, and this isn't right. I found this method. I'm going to do this for the rest of my life. It's actually it's evolving and finding things at different times of your life and seeing the process of a lifetime of growth rather than oh I found this and I'm that that fixes me and this is where I'll stay, isn't it? It's, it's really about not staying attached to one outcome it's just sort of being in flow 100 percent, yeah yeah because it's very difficult it's easy to um reinvent ourselves and transfer all of that <laughs> you know transfer all of that kind of ambition to mm. spirituality <laughs> and yeah, so you have a yeah. new goal you know and 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 I've been guilty of that myself and the the the, the most chat my biggest challenge today is is to try and remain missionless to try and just you know let go of um agendas and this this idea of a destination because you know we we miss what what is really there to be seen by being caught up in our own um route or idea of the best route for us and um and our, also our judgments and our likes and dislikes and our preferences you know they 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 limit us and and uh they um yeah they blind us to to what there is to see and in society at the moment society is very addicted to lots of different things and you talk about how ambition was was not necessarily addiction but it was the the plaster that was covering up what was underneath and you know whether it's drugs coffee wine social media um we are we do have a tendency to to think we need to fill every waking moment mm. don't we mm. yeah i think it's that 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 busy you know busy is almost like a, a badge of honor isn't it how are you i'm busy um and and, and to to not be is is almost um a sign that you're not doing well perhaps mm. um but I think it's a an entire kind of redefinition of of what success is and and where we what we value um that that is it, it would be transformative and I but we don't have to to wait for society to have this um transformation of consciousness we we can decide that you know we can realize that for ourselves, and um it can isolate us you know I think to to decide that um we are going to place um you know joy and peace and love um to, to make those our goals our true goals you know above mm. all else can 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 make you feel quite alien um yeah. Have but, you yeah. found that at times that that you found it isolating? 
And what, um, if you have, what have you done to, because I know from a personal point of view, I have, because it's a new path and essentially I like to think of me as the new cat and yeah, I found loneliness, but it's then pushed me to find connection in with like-minded people and in yoga groups or, you know, chanting evenings or whatever it might be. But have you found that? All the time. And it's, um, I think the more vocal that you are, you know, for, you know, just as you are, Kat, with your podcast and your book, um, you know, you are really owning your, your, your voice and your outlook. And um, I think when you have come from a background, which, which has different values, you know, like the media or, or, um, yeah, or, or, or just living in this society. I don't think it's mm. it's industry specific, but but certainly you can um, people. You can seem strange, you know. You you can suddenly you you um, want to have different conversations, um, and some people will fall away, and some opportunities will fall away, um, and that can be quite feel quite exposed. Um, but as you said, it's about, you know, the, the beauty is that, you know, you create space for others who are, um, whose values are aligned and, and, and really beautiful, meaningful connections with depth spring from those, um, from, from that place. So um, it's not all about loss, you know, but, it, but there is that, that period where you are um, really, be, you know, stepping into yourself and becoming who, who you've always been. But that can estrange you sometimes from the old um communities or you know partners or 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 work environments which 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 were your people yeah absolutely and you talk about authenticity and as I said at the beginning one of the things that really resonated me was just how beautifully authentic and honest you are and were when I first saw you and you say in your book, it's the ticket to success. And, and to some extent, authenticity has become, become a bit of a hot word. Mm. And people think, oh, I must show up on my social media really authentically. And therefore, I need to, you know, say everything that my past has entailed. And, and actually, it's not about that. How do you see showing up authentically? It's, it's a funny question because it's not something I think about, <laughs> you know, it's not a conscious decision to, to, um, you know, I, I think, I think I, there's a part of me that always has been, you know, a little bit, um, you know, a little bit, an, a slightly non PR PR, if you like, you know, that, that public relations having been my background and an industry, which is really about, um, you know, presenting and molding and curating, um, Mm. personal brands and images. And, um, I've always, I've always, I I guess I wasn't raised with, with those values. Um, and and that idea of keeping up with the Joneses that, you know, that wasn't something which was the norm for, for my family. And, and so, yeah, not really answering the question. How do I see authenticity? (laughs) I I just, is it just, just wearing your heart on your sleeve and just, just, just being that that person of love? 
it's being you it's just yeah. it's just being you and um unapologetically uh, you know and um I think that's authenticity and and sometimes that might not be particularly um you might not feel particularly loving you know um yeah difficult good question I'll have to ponder it. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get back to me yeah I don't, I don't give it much thought you know it's um because no, again, but I think I but but I think that's quite telling in that you don't give much thought because it now comes very naturally to you and isn't that the point that you shouldn't have to think about how yes. to 100 percent. yeah yeah that is it yeah. and you also mentioned how you dimmed your light for others can you tell me more about that because I think that was certainly the case of of me we learned sort of roles in family dynamics or work environments environments um and more of us are doing it than than we than you know we personally realize at the time and and again it's stepping into your own light and going it's okay to be me but can you elaborate on on how you saw dimming your light and then how you then took took back your light essentially I think it's just another way that we conform um and certainly I've conformed and you know to um placing an emphasis and on how other people will feel um you know not wanting to um leave others feeling less than um you know it could be seen as 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 compassion but there come there comes a point where you realize that actually you know to um to constantly place the 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 well-being of others above your own well-being you know to the detriment of your well-being is is not compassionate at all neither to others actually but but most tellingly to yourself um and that there comes a a point where you know because you what you do is you you enable people then you know if you are concentrating on dimming your your own light um so others don't feel offended or feel you know challenged um, well, you do them a disservice because um, at, at some point those individuals are likely to, to you know, have their own light sparked by your own, you know, the beam of yours. And um, yeah, it's all fear, isn't it? It's a fear of being rejected by by people, and sometimes it's the people that are closest to us. But we we really have a a responsibility to ourselves and you know to live purposefully and to live on purpose and embrace our purpose is to just embrace all of who we are and and own it and and shine you know um yeah it's a conscious decision to um to be who we are i love the question that you you put in your book it and it's a very simple one it's like who are you who are you without the badges and we can get I don't know um caught in the headlights of life where we get attached to what we think we need to do or we have to be or achieve and what if we took all of that away and I think that's a really interesting um conversation about asking ourselves who are you without all of that and did you get to the point where you asked yourself that question like who am I and what 
who do I want to be or well not who we want to be because we know that it's going back to being our true self but we come in as our very pure self and life and society and experiences mold us into this constructed altered version of ourselves and actually it's going back to that very truth isn't it Mm. yeah I mean I I think we can decide to you know what are the um ways of being that we want to cultivate you know they are our truth but as you say we we've we become a distorted version of of who we are at our core so you know I certainly um give attention to who you know who do I want what what are the ways of being I want to cultivate you know how can I be less judgmental how can I be more patient you know how can I be kinder how can I um be less hard you know that that is a a a dialogue that I have with myself. Um, but that question of who are you was, was asked to me by a, a former client um, about 11 years ago now. And it was in the midst of my, my, you know, I was running two businesses and working with stars and flying all over the world and had a mantelpiece full of awards. And, you know, things were really falling apart for me personally at that point. And, and I, was really struggling with myself you know I used to wish I could chop my head off to get away from this constant stream of 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 thought these incessant thinking mm-hmm. um and and he said you know if we took away those awards who would you be and I said well I'd be a mom and a daughter and a sister and he said well if we move those roles aside who would you be and I I couldn't answer him and you know, those moments that stick with you because they really strike, <laughs> they really yeah. strike into your, your, your consciousness as some, as a, as a moment, you know, it's never gone away because I think that is the, it can be a very powerful, um, opening to our, to self-discovery. Um, and it certainly was for me. And it, and it's almost that question, who are you? It's and you you sort of strip back those the, the questions that he was asking. And if we took those away, it's almost stripping you back to your your spirit and your your essence. And our our access to to our spirit comes when we're in that quiet place. Did were you at all spiritual beforehand? I mean, you mentioned your dad was quietly spiritual. Did you have any connection prior to your rebirth or however you want to call it was there part of you that was was curious or intrigued because I certainly as a kid I was and and so I it was it was a reconnection of that part of me Mm. that I knew was always there yeah I had moments I had I had moments but generally they would you know I had moments where I experienced um a connection to, to this, whatever was, you know, at that time I felt was, was, was bigger than myself. I felt, you know, I had moments of definitely feeling a connection and feeling, um, held, but they were fleeting. And, and again, my life was, you know, for 20 years, just filled with so much act, relentless activity, relentless, you know, three jobs, seven days a week, just, just, ruthless not ruth ruthlessly isn't the right word but just you know completely ambitious and um a complete workaholic so there just wasn't the space to um 
of an even space of mind to explore, you know, to explore that. But I, I read, you know, I think it was, you know, I read the odd book. Um, I always had a couple of Hay House titles in my <laughs> bookshelf. Um, but, but, and interestingly, I went on to work with clients again through that, that really powerful, you know, uh, transformational 10 years, which led up to, um, my, my dad's illness. I worked with a number of, of clients who, who were, you know, life coaches or, um, you know, authors with, with quite spiritual books. So, you know, the teachers did show up at, at the time that I was really ready for them. And that's, that's the thing, isn't it? Just when you trust that the right people arrive at the right time, it's almost the universe whispering and going, here you go. Here's this. See what you do with that. It's the best, isn't it? It's the best um, adventure. Thank you so much, Jessica, for your beautiful energy. You say in your book, Purpose, that you have found a warm sense of peace and happiness. And I have to say that's exactly what I feel when I speak to you. And, and it really is infectious. You are a shining example of breaking free from from society's model of striving to to achieve these labels. And you've broken free from that. And And it's true that when you show up and listen to the universe's lessons and and the gifts and take that moment to be silent and listen to the whispers, your purpose is right there under your nose. Thank you so much for inspiring others to do the same. Bless you. Thank you for having me. Don't forget, you can purchase my book, Born to Shine, The Modern Woman's Guide to a Happier Life on my website, catraincock.com or at all major bookstores. Now off you go and shine your light. That's it for this week's Honestly Cat podcast. I'm Cat Raincock. Join me for more honest talk from honest women next week.